Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1944. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today, I'm in a beautiful part of the world, very close to where my mom and sister live, Laguna Beach, California. Oh, yeah, I like to be laying on the beach there with a very special guest by the name of Paul Fanner. Paul, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have it in gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? Yes, I'm popping the clutch now, Mark. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome. You're welcome. For a guy who spends his life in the racing world, you know all about that. Now, before I give you a proper introduction, what's one little thing that maybe most people may not know about you, Paul? Uh, I started my career by forging credentials. <laughs> okay. All right. We got a felon on our hands today. You, <laughs> you've got to uh, you got to go a little deeper into that background with me now that you've got my curiosity up. Oh, uh, well, uh, yeah, that's how it started. Wanted to go to the Formula One race. Uh, it was a, a race at a place called Ontario Speedway, Ontario Motor Speedway. And I was a teenager in high school, and uh, there was no stopping me. I wanted to see Mario Andretti uh, drive a Ferrari Formula One car. So uh, yeah. being an art director at heart, I was an illustrator at that point, wanting to be uh, maybe a cartoonist or an animator when I grew up. And I just took matters into my own hands, quite literally. And uh, me and four of my pals went in, and we decided to also film it. So we... <laughs> I've made a video series uh, featuring this called Forging Ahead that shows the beginning of my career. But that, Forging uh, Ahead. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> yes, but uh, yeah, it worked. We, we got in. We got to go everywhere. And I thought, hey, I'm, this is what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm, I'm set. This is where I'm going to go and what I'm going to do. Very cool. I love it. Well, ingenuity and look where it got you. So I like that. I think the uh, statute of limitations is long worn out, so they can't come after you now. So uh, there you go. No, they, they can't. I got to know the, the fellow who was the president of the Speedway. <laughs> he just thought it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, uh, he, he gave us a high five. So Good spirit there. Well, let me give you a proper introduction. Paul Fanner is the founder, president, and CEO at Racer Media and Marketing. He's the executive publisher at Racer Magazine, a vintage motorsports magazine and sports car magazine that they produce for the Sports Car Club of America. He's worked in media and marketing for more than four decades, having launched Formula Magazine from his parents' garage when he was just 18 years old, back when he was forging passes into races. Paul founded Fanner Communications in 1979 and in 92 launched Racer Communications, which are best known for publishing racer, sports car, and IndyCar series magazines, as well as providing automotive and motorsports content for Speed Vision and Speed TV. And then in 2001, Paul sold a majority of Racer Communications to the Haymarket Publishing Group, and then with Rob Dyson, Chris Dyson, and Bill Sparks reacquired Racer in 2012. We'll be back to learn a lot more about Paul and his antics, but first a word from our valued sponsors, so give them a little listen, give them a little love, and we'll be right back. Keep the seatbelts on. Covercraft's newest three-layer all-climate cover is especially engineered 
for moderate weather conditions, and it's treated with an extra UV-resistant formula. It's soft, it's breathable, and it's easy to store, all while pampering your paint, providing maximum UV rain and dust protection. If you live where it's windy, no worries. Simply add their gust guards for windy conditions to add extra protection to keep your cover in place. Your three-layer all-climate cover is custom-tailored with Covercraft's attention to detail, form and fit with the quality and attention to detail that's been their tradition since 1965. Covercraft protects cars, trucks, motorcycles, RVs, trailers, and watercraft, too. Every one of my vehicles is protected with a Covercraft cover. And I have a deal for you. Use the code YEAH21, Y-E-A-H-21, at Covercraft.com, and you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order plus free shipping. That's right. So get 10% off with free shipping by simply using the code YEAH21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. When it was time to renew my collector car policy, my carrier raised my rates by a lot. But why? My usage was the same, my car's value was the same, and I had never made a claim. I didn't even have a ticket. The only change was their rate, and they had no reason why. What's with that? I researched my options, I spoke to others, and with American Collectors Insurance is where I now have my policy. What a difference. A live person actually answers the phone. She spent time learning about me and my Porsche Turbo, the one I call my orange crush, and provided a reasonable quote. American Collectors Insurance now protects my special ride. I'm saving hundreds of dollars and I can sleep at night knowing my baby is properly insured. Why wait until your next premium is due? Give them a call today for your personal agreed value quote. Call 866-AC1-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of mine. Mark Green at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. Automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. That's American Collectors Insurance. All right, Paul, we're back. So let's dive a little deeper into the corner. You're a racer at heart. I want you to talk more about this history of yours of publishing and so forth, and then we'll kind of bring it into the forefront of the publishing world today. The fact that you're still here and publishing and magazines have kind of gone through a little bit of a rough patch here. I want to know about how you've kept yourself relevant in this world of online internet and so forth. But let's take a little walk through history, if we may. So let's go back to, uh, uh, so I guess we start in the garage, right? Yeah, more or less. I mean, uh, you know, it, it was one of those things where, you know, why not? I couldn't find parking when I was in my first year of college. So uh, I decided to go in the media business. Um, so <laughs> true story. Um, so the thing that I think has been constant throughout all of it is just like racing. You Racing is about managing change faster mm-hmm. and better than the competition. So that's all the media business has been is it, it's always evolving, always changing. And not being resentful about change and embracing it has been kind of the hallmark of our company and we've you know multifaceted always had an agency component we've run events we've done branding we do magazines we do films we do production for car companies we do everything and our web business started in 1997 which is ahead of the curve for most people and that ended up being where we ended up turning into a service business a profitable one doing speedvision.com and then speedtv.com content for a period of time so you know that it's just being open 
the change and making changes to your advantage rather than being afraid of it has been the key to it. You know, I love this. Back in the day, my original career for about 10 or 11 years after college was graphic design and advertising. And there was a print shop down in San Diego that we used to use. And I remember when computers were coming up and the first Mac SEs and all this and the uh, the hot set typesetters at this printing company went on strike because they were mad because these computers were coming into play. And for a whole year, they marched out in front of that print shop. And I kept driving over there to take jobs. And I'm thinking, you guys better change because hot set type is not coming back. It's done. Yeah, I, I've been waiting for it to come back, but it, it's not <laughs> back yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just thought that you got to embrace the change. And I, I love this about you, but you know, it's a great analogy here for you because you love racing and you've been focused on that part of the world with your publishing because racing evolves every year, right? It's always changing too. It's evolving in the week between races. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> It's an evolving on race weekend. It, you know, it, uh, I like to say if, if you could do it now, do it. If you could have done it five minutes ago, kick yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what racing's about. So a lot of what we're up to is always trying to understand where we need to be moving to and where the audience is moving to. And, uh, the audience owns us. So, you know, we, we do what we do for them and we don't forget it. And we end up in a place where they want to be because we realize we work for them. And uh, some of them want print, some of them want digital, some of them want social, you know, some of them want video. So we're, we're, we're trying to figure out always how to get what they want, when they want it, in the form they want it. And one of the lessons we've learned is if we're going to make magazines, they better be really good ones. They better be excellent. Right. So that's something we've done from the beginning. Well, I've seen that trend happening as a lot of magazines went away and these specialty publications are coming out. I've been many of those publishers on this show, Magneto, Triple Zero, let's see, Linkage, all sorts of different publications that have come out that are taking a new approach to uh, those subscribers and and people of what they want, what they want to focus on. Now, you've really taken focus on automotive racing. I mean, has that always been part of your passion from that first time you kind of slipped into the gates there to watch Mario? Yeah, I, I, my, my father was, you know, in, in, the, in the space race. You know, he was involved in the Apollo program, which was very cool to be around all that wow. and his friends. But, uh, you know, he, you know he's busy um, you know, working on the command module, and, but his real passion was racing. So I got to see, you know, P&D 500 on closed circuit television, which I was completely completely, you know, enraptured. With. I couldn't believe that a world like that existed. I was about nine, I think. And uh, he supported me in that interest, and his friends were all keenly interested. So that predated everything. And that really transformed what, what was an unfocused and hard-to-educate kid to someone who wanted to learn everything about this. And I stayed absolutely, you know, laser-focused on it. Wanted to be a racing driver, of course, and, and I still think I could be world champion. But, of course uh, you can. Like all people do anyone who's driven a racing car thinks it's just a series of bad breaks that keeps them from standing you know on the top step of the podium in monaco but uh, the reality is that i would have been just a hopeless wanker without <laughs> without the focus <laughs> i don't know what the hell i would have done yeah uh, and and you know it, it being passionate about something and being committed to it i think is has been everything that's made it happen Oh, absolutely. It's what Cars Jazz is all about, why I've started this podcast, is people that have wrapped that passion into what they do. Tell me, Paul, about the multiple facets of your business, because you mentioned that early on, and I mentioned in your intro the different publications that you produce. Can you kind of walk us through all the different entities that you produce, you put out there, you and your team? 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, and I'll start with the beginning. And the beginning was before we were a publishing company, the first few things we did were agency things. And uh, and that was in 1979, the December of 79, our first client was Interscope Racing, and they needed the collateral and the renderings of what would be the stillborn Porsche IndyCar program. Oh, yeah, I remember been. that car, yeah. Yeah, and, and we were we were busy, you know, designing livery and proposals and collateral and everything for that. That put us in business and Skip Barber Racing School did the visual identity for them, the logo that's still in use. You know, I designed in the parts cage in Boxborough, Massachusetts. Really? Over my shoulders. Oh, <laughs> you wow. know, he's been one of my longest standing friends and, and uh, a great guy. And, you know, just that sort of work and that the design background helped and that gave us an underpinning of project work that supported the launches of these magazines that we did for clubs. We did Alpha Owner uh, Finish Line for Cal Club, Region of FCCA, um, and newsletters and things of that like of that like that. And we over time uh, wanted to win the contract to publish Sports Car uh, for the FCCA, which we did in nineteen eighty three, summer of eighty three. We wanted to start in January eighty four, but we continue to do all this sort of work, book design, calendar design, um you know, just brand design. We were even in the agency for Hill and Vaughn, Phil Hill and Ken Vaughn's company. You know, we, wow. uh, their restoration company. So we, we got this kind of broad understanding. And one of my collaborators in the beginning with Jeff Swart, who I'd worked with uh, when I was a magazine editor, oh, a yeah. horrible magazine editor. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff and I more or less made this commitment to each other when we got old uh, and, and Supposedly rich, he's rich. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> we would start a we would start a magazine uh, uh-huh. someday that would rival the European magazines, and that promise took like twelve, thirteen years to come come to pass. But we did do it, and we, you know, it was uh, you know, we were early twenties, I think twenty one or twenty two, when we said to ourselves, writing up to a photo shoot, we do that someday. So yeah. that's how things happen. You know, sometimes it doesn't happen instantly, but you got to have a lot of other gigs going on. To, create kind of the cash flow to get there. And we were able to attract investment and partners among them, uh, you know, have been the Dysons who believed us, believed in us in two different eras and with their capital and more than capital, just, you know, really wise guidance. We've been able to grow this business pretty significantly and, and keep it going. Well, it's tremendous. Jeff's been a, a fellow alumni member here at Carja along with you and uh, known of his work and followed him and, and know him for not as long as you have. But I didn't realize you guys went back that far together, which is pretty darn cool. Uh, I think he's just kind of a mainstay, especially in the Porsche world, of course, and what he's done with his, his eye and his creativity. And he's just a nice person. When you talk with him, he's just kind and uh, kind of quiet, you know, but you know, he's just done so much and he does so much. I think it's cool. So you've surrounded yourself with some really great people. That sounds like that's a key to your success. Yeah. And, and to leave them alone too. Don't give their way is the <laughs> other key here. Um, yes. Because I'm, I'm surrounded by people who are more talented than I am and in many cases far more intelligent than I am. And, you know, I like to think of myself as the, uh, the airbag that protects them. <laughs> <laughs> An airbag. Now that's interesting. I'm just the airbag for the company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, Jeff was really a co-conspirator in so many things. Mm-hmm. He just had a sense of fun, you know, and, uh, um, and he just could, he had this can do spirit. You know, I think he was at, when I met him, he, he was in college at art center, but he was, uh, uh, he'd been the youngest Eagle scout ever. His, uh, it's just was brilliant, technically brilliant, really just had huge ambition to do everything as well as it could be done. And, and it raised 
the bar for me. I, I wasn't there. I had somebody who was miles ahead of me in terms of just innate ability. And, and that helped uh, helped me realize I probably had a little bit of that in me too if I just reached for it. And, and you know, we got a lot done together and it got this company up and going. It's wonderful. It's that great saying by Ronan about uh, we are the culmination of the people we spend our time with. And, you know, mom was always right. Pick your friends wisely and don't hang out with the buffoons. Uh, hang out with people that are stronger, and better than you because you'll strive to be as good as they are. And it definitely has worked for you. It's worked for me. Uh, it's worked for a lot of the guests I've had on the show here. I want to hear about, and it sounds like you've mentioned a few already, Dyson's, Zwart, others, uh, driving inspirations in your life. Is there a, a key person, a mentor, maybe? be somebody that's been highly influential you mentioned jeff so that could be your guy or maybe there's a lot in your life he's one of them yeah uh, obviously um obviously i lost my dad early but you know he he passed away right as away right as all this was beginning but he passed on his his 48th birthday which oh my gosh uh, so so young right at the beginning of formula right you know all these things and there was one thing you know he wanted was to us to go out and do what he did was live his life you know he he went to war when he was underage and was hunting U-boats in the North Atlantic when he was 17 years old. Oh, my gosh. So, you know, I, I he just instilled in me and my sister, go for it. You know, don't talk yourself out of it. Go go for the life you want and uh, just show up for your, your destiny. Be there. And uh, that he's the most influential person, and I had, had him for far too short a time in my life. Um, and, uh, and I think another, uh, I, I have to, to say that uh, Nick Craw, who was the uh, president of the SCCA for 17 years, the president of ACUS, the president of the FIA Senate, I think BMW's first champion in IMSA, uh, he became a mentor and, and you know someone who really has helped me understand the potential of what we do and how we. It's just been on my side yeah. and and my company's side. I also think that you know Bill Sparks, who is the founding publisher, he's very quiet like Jeff, but very smart. Keeps you know the business on the rails. You know, so he was a photographer when I met him, a creative uh, like Jeff, and uh, he also had a business background. So that that's important. And I think we have the best magazine editor um, ever uh, in the motor racing space, and and that is Lawrence Foster. He's our editor in chief, and mm. he's a degree aerodynamicist that turned down a job at Williams to be a motorsports journalist. So wow. you know we've, we're lucky to have the people we have. Yeah, very nice. I love it. How would you give advice to somebody who maybe wants to go into the career path you've chosen today? Because it's changed and evolved so very much. We talked about that earlier, but it really in the the last 10 years has really modified and reinvented itself in many ways. Is there any kind of uh, mentoring you could do to somebody listening that thinks this sounds like something I want to do? Yeah, well, first understand what it is you want to do. You know, aim for where the puck is moving to. Don't don't aim at what it was. And I don't want to be a grief counselor when people want to show up for what was a media company of the 1990s or the early 2000s. That doesn't exist anymore. And I think that uh, creative and editorial people now, they're they're doing things that are different than my generation did, the generation, the two generations that followed me. You know, they're becoming... uh, just creators, period. They're not just journalists. They're not just uh, writers. You're, you're, you've got to understand all the dimensions your content can be created. And I think Marshall Pruitt's a very good example of what can be done, and he's terrific. Uh, you know, Robin Miller was a broadcaster um, and uh, a writer, but he had multiple dimensions to his 
ability. And he was actually built for the modern age in some ways. Marshall's really exploited all of the tools that are available to be complete. So think about that and, and do the homework. You know, be persistent. Don't give up. Prove to the world you need to be there. I had to go through quite a long process before I was legitimately in. It wasn't easy. It took five years of really being legitimately uh, earning my way in. Mm-hmm. It's not an easy path. Yeah, yeah. And it's just such a moving target these days. I just look at since I've been doing this podcast, how things have changed and how many more podcasts there are out there and how it evolves into other opportunities as well. So it's uh, ever changing, just like we spoke earlier in our talk about racing. It's always modifying, changing. I mean, almost on a daily basis. So yeah, get educated. That's key. But be the change. Don't be, don't be a victim of the change. Uh, try to always, always have something new in the development world. Uh, of, of who you are and what you're trying to be and do and, and uh, make people feel something and make people think and you'll have a career. Yeah, don't be the hot lead setter walking in front of the print shop. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. With your sign. With your sign, yeah. Cause don't be a victim. Yeah, don't, don't be. A, yeah, exactly. We're going to take a short break. Uh, think our sponsors, we come back. I want to ask you about a big challenge that you faced along the way. So keep that thought in mind and we'll be right back. I've discovered... Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual informed, reasoned opinion based on firsthand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion, And mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions. Ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. And be sure to use the code CARSYEAH when you subscribe and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. Did you know that Cars Yeah! is in the top 1% of all podcasts based on listenership, according to Libsyn, the premier RSS feed for podcasts in the United States? That's right. And Cars Yeah! is the only five-day-a-week automotive-focused podcast for you to get your message into the ears of thousands of listeners daily from all over the world. Plus, DuPont Registry recommended Cars Yeah! is one of their top 10 car podcasts for you to enjoy. Cars Yeah! has experienced tremendous growth, plus your ads are evergreen, meaning they never go away. And more and more listeners find Cars Yeah! every day for their daily dose of automotive inspiration. Do you want to expose your brand to a highly targeted list of automotive enthusiasts in a very unique and very personal way? Well, I can help you. Contact me, Mark Green, at mark at carsyeah.com or through the website at carsyeah.com today to learn more. So, Paul, let's talk about this big challenge, big failure, big obstacle. What it is is not as important as the lesson it taught you so you can move forward in a positive way. So take us on a little bit of a, a rough ride around the track. Well, this is, this is a, I think, it, it's a two-lap story. Okay. Oh, there was an echo of it, yeah. <laughs> um, things tend to reoccur. You learn if, you, if you know, this is my 49th year doing this, so next year will be my 50th year. 50th wow. year getting paid to do this. And in 2000, late 2005, after I'd sold the company, I'd been, 
at what was the Haymarket media. I'd been the president for five years working for an English company, very good company, mind you, and no complaints about them. But I just wasn't for me to be an employee of that company. I wanted to leave and I left and took a leap of faith with a number of the people I worked with. We were doing fine for the first two years doing the agency work and we were contractually forbidden to go into the media business uh, for a couple of years, but got together with uh, a partner and we launched a website called oncars.com on May 19th, 2008. Oh, tough year. Yeah. And it was kind of presaged all of the video automotive websites and it was a very high quality it was uh you know director producer was rick graves who we'd worked with at formula uh neil moray who's a precision driver and had been the jim russell scholarship winner and he'd been an automotive designer was on camera talent and it was bill myself and uh our sales lead from from racer uh, uh celia shambaugh was, was with us uh, a couple of other great folks were working on it paul again our art director and uh, we we went out to the world and Everybody loved it, but the world collapsed. There was yeah. no business. Right. Uh, it, you know, it, it just the music stopped after two months in, uh, and or three months in, and, and it was stunning. I mean, it was a, we got to watch automotive companies fail as we were in the building talking. Yeah, um, yeah. Visited General Motors on the day they declared bankruptcy. Uh. But out of that, we got the opportunity. We, we pivoted. But we were doing short. Documentaries. And we did one for Mazda called Rev, which was a 30 episodic, the essence of racing intellectually, emotionally, and technically. That got a lot of views in millions. And then we did uh, a series for Tesla called Launch Vehicle, which was their launch vehicle to launch the Model S. We used the prototype. We were hired to do it. Wow. And so we got our hands on the prototype uh, working, uh, you know, with a uh, design team. And to me, uh, uh, it was a blessing in disguise. We got to see the future again. And uh, this didn't end well. Uh, it was not a money-making adventure. We didn't let the company go down. But we kept the company alive. Uh, my partner in that business was Jay Penske. And he was going through similar challenges because he was at a young stage of Penske Media. It didn't exist then. It was another name and another smaller company. And very turbulent for both of us. And we didn't have unlimited capital. We we had to figure out how to stay alive through the storm. I think it served both of us. He's clearly gone on and learned a lot more than I did because his company <laughs> is now a massive success with some major brands. Uh, but what came in handy is we still were in the game. We were still alive. I kept the agency alive. And mm-hmm. It was called Fanner Communications, and we kept generating business. We paid our debts. Uh, we came out with the sunshine, and lo and behold, the opportunity to reacquire Racer was upon us all within a, within 10, 11 months of the darkest hour. And had we not done that, there would be no conversation right now. Would you say the takeaway from that is obviously what you said earlier, don't let things defeat you. Don't give up the famous racers motto. But what, what's the key thing that enabled you to look around and go, OK, what can we do with this? We've been dealt this hand. Uh, it's wiped out so many people. How can we see our way out of this darkness? Well, I can't say I was all sunshine and rainbows throughout the whole thing. Yeah, of course not. It was daunting. It was daunting. And, you know, I personally went without salary for a very long time to make sure that the people that were owed money were paid. Um, That has been a recent, you know, circumstance again with uh, the the echo of that during the past year. But at the end of the day, our goal is is find a way through. Try to be honest when people call you. If you're having a problem, tell them the truth. Don't mm-hmm. don't deflect it. And um, 
you know, don't solely rely on the past saying, hey, we've always paid our bills. Find a way to pay your bills. And that's, right. that's what we've had to do since the first quarter of 2020, which we saw uh, uh, more than a third of our business go away. Um, yeah, was that, was that that little thing called COVID? Yeah, but it was like falling down an elevator shaft um, and not knowing if you had the James Bond magnetic suit on to, to oh, catch you. Oh, the gosh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my and goodness. I think yeah. that we're, there's so many businesses that just went through this, and mm-hmm. we lost so many customers. Um, who simply ceased to be in business. They, they, it just wiped them out. And I think the ones who've come through have learned a lot. Nobody's completely whole, I think, within the motorsports business. There were a lot of hits taken. There were massive losses in some of the bigger organizations. But uh, I think everybody's wiser and more efficient. And the silver lining for us, you know, as we began to stand upright completely again and we're, we're profitable and have been profitable this year and, and you know, we're recovering. It's slow, but we're, we're, we're coming out of it, is that we grew massively We beyond any expectation uh, digitally. It, it, we're up 60, 70%. Wow. Congratulations. Reinvention so, again. Yeah. <laughs> the phoenix again. from the fire so, again. But the key is, you know, staying in business. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Well, bravo uh, to you. Who would have thought uh, after the recessionary period of the meltdown of finances in the world and then going through this, it's like, what? oh my gosh. I was just talking with somebody the other day about that. I said, do you ever think anything like this could happen? He goes, only in movies, you know, it's just b- yeah, bizarre. It is bizarre. And, you know, I think every single person inside the company sacrificed to survive. Mm-hmm. And I'm grateful to them and our contributors and many others have, have sacrificed and it's still not over. We're still, you yep. know, like many companies, we're still, uh, you know, catching up and we still don't get paid quickly by even the larger companies. And I mm-hmm. mention all this because that's the general economy of the world now. And I think that the motorsports sector has a chance to really come out of this rolling hard and fast because we see such energy there. We see so much gathering speed and, and the amount of planning into 22 is really encouraging and the audience growth, things like the Formula One race here recently in Austin, mm-hmm. oh, the yeah. surge of IndyCar this year, the, the, yeah. the audience surges we've seen in IndyCar, the record Rolex 24 in terms of audience this year. Um, uh, and despite all the bashing of NASCAR by some, we don't see the problem in the metrics on our website. They're stout. There's a really big audience for NASCAR. So I'm, I'm encouraged. It's still not over. Like I said, we, the entire industry got, took a hit, but, um, can't feel sorry for yourself because there's a, you know, number one thing is stay in the game, keep rolling, you know, movement is life in, in racing. Yep. <laughs> there you go. Nice quote. Hey, let's have some fun. And talk about a really special vehicle in your history. You're a guy who's been around for a while. I'm guessing there's a car somewhere in your past that really stands out for you. Maybe share a memory about that special ride. Road car or race car? Because they're both. It, it could be either. <laughs> either one. If it rolls on rubber, I love it. Okay. Well, I, I think the, the the spark that powered me throughout all of this is a car called a Eldon Mark 8 Formula Ford. Okay. And, uh, and I when I was... Just out of high school, I opened the Auto Week, and this car had won the uh, World Cup of Formula Ford in England, and it looked really futuristic and outrageous, and it, the ad said, the world's fastest Formula Ford, and I, of course, I, I wanted to go see it, so we, we called the shop and walked in the door of the race shop, and I sat in the Elden, and here I am, 
This, that was my motivation. That was the carrot, and I still own two of them. You do? Uh, yeah, they're original. They're not restored. Uh, one of them is absolutely not restored, but they're, and the other one is restored to an absolutely original condition. Wow. So I, I've never given up on that original inspiration, and I love Formula Ford. I love driving them. I love the people I know in the Formula Ford category. Um, there hasn't been a lot of Formula Ford racing uh, from 2008 till now because we're we're dealing with all of the things I've just talked about and uh, in the world at large, uh, trying to grow the business. But next year, at, at 50 years in, uh, I want to finish what I started, go back and race these cars and and, uh, and feel the, the joy of driving a Formula Ford at speed on a racetrack, because that's why I originally did all this. What fun. You know, that's a really beautiful car. The profile of that car to me, the front end has a bit of a gurney eagle nose to it, the way that thing launches out. It's very much kind of a wedgish shape, if my memory yep. is serving me right, because I used to race with the Formula Ford groups. I was driving a Lotus 18 Formula Junior, so I was always at yeah. the back. But uh, it's the only place they could figure out how to, to put us. And John Shirley, uh, who's a yep. very well-known collector, had one. Uh, probably still has it, I'm not sure. And there was another guy up here in the Northwest who had one. So we raced with Sovereign, and we uh, kind of battled back and forth in the back as back markers because we just didn't have the power and the, the brakes. But those cars, there was a few guys that had those cars, and I always thought they were beautiful, especially in profile form. Uh, they just looked cool. They looked like a miniature Formula One car. And some may, yeah. people may go, what? Come on. But I thought they did. They're just cool. At the time, you know, and they were basically a common chassis to the Formula Three car and Formula B car they made. Mm -hmm. um, it's the same chassis underneath, and much of the bodywork was common. So, but the, this is where Tony Bryce, who went to Formula One, started. Tim Bryce, his brother Danny Sullivan, Harvey mm -hmm. Loy and Dyke, even Paul Page, the, the announcer, drove an Eldon. Uh, and my hero was was a guy named Alan Holly, who's still my teammate. And Alan and I've shared these cars, and he was the Cal Club Driver of the Year in 1972. And being able to race with him and you know, go out to the track with him and be around him is great. And yeah. also those people that I met at Automotive Development that night I walked in, they turned out to be, you know, significant in my life because they eventually launched with race cars. And I was part of that whole process of what they did and where they went. And, uh, you know, many of us uh, went on to careers and, and long careers in racing. And Mike Hull, who was the team manager, now runs Chip Ganassi Racing. Mm, yeah. Wow. Incredible. Very cool. I'm going to crawl on your head and be your automotive psychologist here today. If you were manifest as a vehicle, what would Paul be, but more importantly, why? Oh, that's an interesting question. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I honestly, I'd want to be a lucid. <laughs> a what? And a lucid. A lucid. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, I don't want to be what I was. I want to be what I'll be next, always, you know. Oh, I, I get you. And I, every time I see something new or different that causes me to think differently, I want to know about it and I want to understand it. Oftentimes I fall in love with it and I hold on to the things from my past that I really motivate me. And uh, I think that's sentimental, but the sentiment stops at, well, what about now? And what about next? And, um, you know, there's a saying, I love all we have is the eternal now. And, that eternal now is heading somewhere, and my, my mind is always looking at what's next. And I, I, I see something like that, and I look at the uh, look at the way the world's going, and, and you know, I'm not one of these. It's got to have a fire-breathing, gasoline-burning engine. Uh, if it's faster, if it's more whatever, I'm going to be interested in it. So I'm open-minded in all directions. Very, you know, I love that Paul. Uh, or, I'm sorry, Peter Rawlinson, I believe, is behind Lucid Motors. 
And um, mm-hmm. I just the, today, kind of serendipitous that we're talking about this, somebody on my Facebook post posted a first sighting uh, out on the road of one of those yeah. vehicles. I haven't seen one. All I've seen is images. Yeah, yeah. I thought, whoa, driving around? That's pretty cool. So uh, I like it, but I like the meaning behind the answer to that more than anything. Very nicely done, Paul. I like to talk to people a little bit about how they like to give back to people in the automotive sector. Are there some nice ways that you like to do that? Well, I think the one thing that stands out, and it's been in the motorsports sector primarily, but in 1989, Jeremy Shaw, who's a journalist broadcaster, and I, we put together kind of a 25th anniversary of Formula Ford event, which was fine. But we looked around, and there were people roughly our age or a little bit younger and significantly older, and we thought about doing one the next year. And then Jeremy said, wait a minute, what are we doing here? We could, we raised all the sponsorship, raised all this money. Why don't we find a way to help these young drivers, many of whom don't have the resources, to help them get a leg up and get recognized? And so I supported Jeremy in launching the Team USA scholarship, um, which has now been running 31 years. And, you know, we, we just had uh, you know, two drivers uh, on the podium here. And, uh, and Brands Hatch, and they're racing again this weekend. It's Silverstone in the Walter Hayes Trophy, and Joseph Newgarden, who's now been an IndyCar champion, uh, uh, was one of ours who, you know, won in his category in mm-hmm. festival. Jimmy Vassar um, uh, and uh, Brian Herta were the early ones. Wow. Uh, but the list of young people that have gone through to the through the scholarship is impressive, and almost every one of them has made a mark in, in the sport, and I like to look at that, and the most recently have been involved with a scholarship program in the memory of Rod Campbell, who was Campbell and Company, the PR company for Ford Performance and many other things. He was involved in and a longtime friend and mentor and, and another great influence in my life, and trying to help young people and give them a chance to uh, become of the media and marketing side of the sport and automotive as well. Very nice. Bravo. How about great reading? You're a publisher. Is there a great book perhaps you've read in the last year or two that you'd like to share? Yeah, well, you know, I haven't read a book. <laughs> if you can believe that. You read a lot of I magazines. To, <laughs> I, I, I read a lot of magazines. And I used to read books constantly on on flying on airplanes. I'm not flying on airplanes as much because uh, I'm tired of looking at a screen. I want to sit and read a book and I right. don't necessarily want to sit and read a magazine. I like to, to say that I one of my favorite magazines uh, that I read and enjoy is a motorsport magazine in the UK. It's, it's, uh, I don't think they're the other us, but so many of the people that work on motorsport are colleagues. We, many of them have written for us and work with us. And it's the oldest racing and maybe automotive magazine in the world. It'll, it'll think it'll be 100 years old wow. in uh, 2024. Oh, my gosh. But they do a amazing job and yeah. uh I'm, I'm a big fan and uh they're deep reads and uh it's kind of the origin point of i think the automotive enthusiast culture so you're not just looking at racing you're you're dealing with kind of the automotive culture and it, enthusiast culture and its origins because the magazine was there during the brooklyn's era yeah tremendous and, yeah so that that to me is the other extreme the lucid um <laughs> <laughs> you got to yes. know where you've come from and where you're going. Yeah, I love it. Very, very cool. Well, I'm going to take you on the ultimate drive today. You get to pick any vehicle in the world that I'll provide you with, any person, living or deceased, and you can be driving anywhere. What does that ultimate drive look like for you? Now, this could be a racetrack if you want. 
Well, I think my ultimate drive would be to ra- be racing at the 24 Hours of Le Mans with Jeff Swart as my teammate and and, and Patrick Long to make us look good. <laughs> <laughs> nice choice. Yeah, to another yeah, uh, get, yeah. past guest and here. If we have four drivers, uh, uh, I, I'd want to have our mutual friend Patrick Dempsey in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, because he's good fun. Uh, but I... I that's uh, that's been my dream always is to race there, and, and I know it was Jeff's, and uh, and I'd, I'd like to be and on the Porsche. Uh, of course, yeah, yeah. And I think I'm a little too old for a Porsche LMDH car, but certainly not too old to drive a GT <laughs> yeah. car based upon what I've seen. Uh, yeah, yeah, great group of guys, uh, great cars, uh, my favorites. So uh, there you go. That sounds like one heck of an ultimate drive. You've taken us on an ultimate drive today, my friend. It's been so nice to connect with you, and I, I really appreciate you taking time. I want to do a shout-out to a Cars Yow listener, Jason Hagee. He's the one who originally suggested I reach out to you, and, of course, Dan Namati, Skip Barber Racing School, uh, for putting me together with Paul today, two great people. Thank you very much, Jason and Dan. Before I let you go, could you share maybe a success quote, uh, inspiring words of wisdom for this? Well, I, I, there's one that I live by is life works with commitment. It doesn't work without it. <laughs> and, and sometimes it's hard. It, it, you know, don't talk yourself out of it. You know, if it's hard, if there's, if, if you crashed and burned, even in business, make sure you clean up the mess, uh, pick up your momentum, momentum as quickly as you can. Life's about, you know, getting back up to speed. Everybody goes off road occasionally. Yep. So, you know, yeah, it just racing teaches you to recover more than anything else. And, uh, and that, that's what I live by. And, you know, it, um, the people I know that are successful from Roger Penske, uh, to Jeff Ward all have that in common. Well said. How can my listeners learn more about racer magazine, vintage motorsport magazine and sports car magazine? Well, if you want a, a sports car magazine, um, and I need to say this, my life wouldn't have happened without the FCCA because they were the, that was my family after my father passed. And the people I met there shaped me. And the magazine is, uh, I like to think of it as the Bible. I've ordered that our company has published it since 1984. Um, and, and our, uh, I was the, the world's worst editor in 19, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the uh but, too I, humble. but I, I want to, I want to say that, uh, join the sports car club of America. If you want to be part of the sport and you'll get the magazine and go to info.racer.com. If you want to learn about the magazines, both racer and Finnish motorsport they are available there in print or digital info.racer.com and racer.com, um, which, uh, is our flagship, uh, media and commentary site, you know, we're, we're well on our way to more than 10 million users this year wow. and we're up nearly 65% over the year before, which incredible. was incredible. Wow. It, it is incredible. Uh, we're blown away and, uh, it will be 4 million more users than the year before. And that was 2 million users before the pre COVID year of, of, uh, 2019. So thank you for visiting our website but please buy our magazines uh, that helps us pay the bills and you know follow us on social uh, and vintagemotorsport.com is uh, yeah, is about to go through a metamorphosis um, uh, we put Racer has been on the, T, on the USA Today Sports Media Group platform since mid-2018 and that has allowed us to be mobile forward and to have the domain authority of USA Today's you know very 120 sites and well over 100 million users across all their platforms so we've 
that's been part of what's helped us grow. But what's what's great now is Vintage Motorsport is moving on to that platform for 2022, which will allow us to see similar scaling opportunity for that the brand. And I think with the interest in uh, vintage racing and, and, and the growing interest in, in classic and uh, vintage cars, I think we're going to be well positioned. I think so. Sounds like it for sure. You have taken us on a wonderful ride today, and I want to thank you for that. Listeners, you can find links to all of these on Paul Fanner, that's P-F-A-N-N-E-R, uh, on his website page here at carsyad.com. So check them out. If you love motorsports, you love vintage racing, you love sports cars, uh, all of these are definitely should be showing up in your mailbox uh, very soon. So check them all out on the Cars Yeah website. Paul, thanks for being so generous today with your time and your expertise. I'm so glad we were finally able to connect. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you, Mark. You're welcome. This was fun. Cars yeah is proud to support our veterans, which is why I've teamed up with our nonprofit partner, TechForce Foundation, through its Veterans at Work Military Transition Campaign. The tech shortage is very real, and our country needs skilled, qualified techs to keep our cars, trucks, airplanes, and fleets rolling. When so many vets build their skills in maintaining and servicing vehicles when deployed, TechForce helps transition those skills to jobs as professional technicians when they come home. Learn more about TechForce Foundation and its Veterans at Work Military Transition Fund at techforce.org today. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!